0: the Allen Samuel Studios. This is The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics.
1: How about a Big 12 championship decided on this play? Fourth down and goal from the one.
0: The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor. By Alliance Bank Central Texas. By Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. On the web at theBaylorClub.com. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged.
1: Here's the play. Fourth down and goal from the one. Handoff. Run and left. Trying to get to the corner. He didn't get hit there. It, hit it. Hit he get did it. not get there. He stopped short. Out of the end zone. Baylor's going to take over. They hold the Cowboys on fourth and goal from the one yard line, Uh and Baylor will take over with 24 seconds to play. That was Desmond Jackson with the dive for the pylon, and he was inches short. Jaron McVeigh kept him out.
0: Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram on Snapchat at Voice of Bears.
1: Here's at the line of scrimmage, which is inside the one. They take over after the fourth down stop. we will try the Got quarterback snap. Yep, okay. he is out of the end zone, and nobody has to snap it again. Final seconds are going to click off here at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Wow, what a finish. What a finish of this Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game today. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are 2021 Big 12 Conference champions.
0: Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears,
1: John Morris
0: and Aaron Sexton.
1: Cuts, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. That is fun to uh, pull out of the archives every once in a while.
2: What was that? I, that, that didn't you ever, sound You ever hear that or before? No, I don't you ever think hear I... about that game? <laughs> I must have missed that game. <laughs> you know Baylor
1: football? The <laughs> Big 12 champs came down to a last second three inches away from the end zone.
2: I've watched that play. We've talked about it before, but uh, not exaggerating. I've watched that play at least 50 times.
1: Yeah. At least. Yeah ain't it great yeah isn't it fun to break that out every once in a while we do that because we'll talk some Baylor spring football today the spring green and gold game comes up on Saturday noon at McLean Stadium we'll hear from Jeff Grimes today in the three o'clock hour Baylor's offensive coordinator met with the media after practice yesterday and we'll let you listen in to that coming up in the hour Welcome in, John Morris, Aaron Sexton, and the Alan Samuel Studios on a Wednesday. Does it, uh, Aaron, does it seem like Wednesday to you? Does it seem like another, uh, to me, today seems like Thursday for some reason. I'm not sure why, but it, it does. does.
2: It feels later in the week. Does uh, it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it definitely does to me. I think, and I think go ahead. I was going to say, I think it is because I worked baseball Monday and Tuesday. Normally don't play on Monday. So if you got two midweek games, usually it's Tuesday, Wednesday. So for me, that I think that's what it is for me.
2: That's exactly what I was going to really? say. I yep. think it was because beta baseball played the last two nights, and yep. we both did those games right. in different capacities. You know,
1: right? You uh, for uh,
2: for TV, and me back here at station. So I think that's it. Usually, like you said, it's a Tuesday or a Tuesday, Wednesday if they have two midweek games. Right.
1: Pretty rarely is it Monday, Tuesday. Right. And so that kind of
2: makes it seem later in the week even though it's just Wednesday.
1: <laughs> it's just Wednesday. But I'll tell you what after um, after those two games the last two nights and and three before that and then Easter Sunday off five day five games in six days, um, I'm headed home after we finish here. I am going home uh, straight after this three uh, o'clock hour today.
2: I am also, <laughs> I Are made you? some schedule changes, yeah. At four, uh, you're leaving, really? No, at six. Uh, no, I that's mean, what I was going to say. Yeah. No, you, you just go ahead and go at four. Because I have Rangers tomorrow, and then, you know. No, just I'll... go ahead and go at four. Yeah,
1: right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just turn turn the mic on, and uh, yeah. or, or, or uh, turn turn Matt up, and, yeah. and just let's say, all right.
1: It's all you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> got two hours to fill. <laughs>
1: All right, we're glad you're with us today. You'll you'll hear from Jeff Grimes coming up in just a bit. Baylor baseball did win last night over Sam Houston, uh, and I learned from their notes, and Pat Combs and I talked about it on the air, they asked specifically not to be referred to as Sam Houston State. Hmm. I've always called them that. I mean, I think that's what they've always been, but Mm -hmm. they say, please refer to us as Sam Houston. So Pat and I just kind of mentioned that on the air and laughed about it because, I mean, we've called them Sam Houston State forever. Yeah, I'm not changing. I'm just it's telling you, I'm not, I'm not. Hey, I, listen, I, it's hard know,
2: to do. If they officially change the name of the school, <laughs> I will. Right. But just because they don't want to be called Sam Houston State, I'm not, I've called them, it's been Sam Houston State my whole life, and I'm pretty sure it still technically is Sam Houston think, State University. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, no, I'm not changing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's it's hard to do. Pat and I kind of set up a a fine. You know, if one of us slipped and said it, and I he did great. He didn't slip even once, and I slipped twice and said Sam Houston State last night. But uh, just a little bit odd, just a little bit different. I guess it's similar. No, it's really not. It's not to the extreme of Louisiana Lafayette, which says please refer to us as Louisiana. Well, that's not right. Yeah, they're part no. of the Louisiana system. That's exactly right. There's Louisiana right. Lafayette. There's Louisiana Monroe. But Lafayette has taken it upon themselves to say, no, we are the state university Right. Of they want to be
2: Louisiana University yes. when they're not. Yes.
1: No, they're not. <laughs> and they have on their uh, media releases and everything, I mean, big, bold letters at the top, Louisiana. It never says Louisiana Lafayette. Right. So it's not to that extreme by Sam Houston and more power to them if they want to make that change. They did say uh, it is fine to refer to us as the Bearcats or the Cats. So we did that quite often last night.
2: Yeah, it would be weird, just uh, especially on that short short of notice. You know, if you had a little time to work into it, that'd be one thing. But just like uh Hey, by the way, I know you're about to go on the air. Don't call <laughs> yeah. it Sam Houston State. Right, just Sam Houston.
1: Right, and and maybe this has been going on for a while, and I just didn't know it, but it was in their game notes last First night. First, I've page heard of, of it. their game notes. Yeah, so Sam Houston, it is.
2: Wow, and I've seen a lot of football stuff, and I've never seen or heard. Maybe I just didn't notice that there was no state on some of it.
1: Maybe, yeah, I don't know, but that's what they want. So uh, that's what we tried to do last night. Bears won the game nine to five last night. Fell behind four to one. To the Bearcats and uh, came back in a big way. A four-run sixth inning was uh, was really the difference for the Bears last night. Um, got uh, another bullpen night. Really got really good, solid pitching. Anderson Needham started, went the first two innings. Mason Marriott an in inning. Colstasio pitching uh, for the second night in a row. He struggled. He only went a third of an inning. Jake Jackson, two and two-thirds, and Matt Volker finished things off with the final three. He got the save, Jackson got the win, and uh, and the Bears uh, had 11 hits on the night, 16 by Sam Houston. Uh, Bearcats, uh, if you watch the game or listen to it or were there in person, they have the leading RBI man in the nation, and Carlos Contreras. He had one RBI last night. Uh, on an infield ground out, his 60th RBI of the year. Aaron, 60 RBIs in his 36th game, and nobody in the nation has more. Isn't that impressive?
2: That is, that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. So uh, we saw him hitting in the three hole last night. Uh, Bearcats did pound out 16 hits, but uh, the Bears more than capable last night. Baylor's won four straight now on the season. Uh, the final two of the Kansas series. Monday against Lamar, last night against Sam Houston. They head to Austin to play the Longhorns this weekend. And if you're going down there, we uh, found out another change in the schedule, time change. Um, Now Friday, we thought it was Friday at 6, Saturday at 4, Sunday at 1. Now it's Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 1, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor-Texas baseball in Austin the change on Friday, I have no idea about making it 30 minutes later. The change on Saturday is due to the UT football spring game. They're trying to avoid being in direct conflict with that, whatever time that is. So the baseball game on Saturday is at 1 o'clock.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it the does, Saturday, yeah. just the Friday I don't get. But 30 minutes, isn't yeah, that weird? Yeah. They yeah. just want to keep me here a little longer. <laughs> That's all right. Sorry to I'll stay that here as long as it takes for Baylor to beat Texas <laughs> to beat in Texas. baseball.
1: <laughs> Texas uh, lost last night to Air Force, <laughs> Air Force Air Force put it that? on them,
2: man. They get run. I don't know if the run rule in effect. Was it thirteen to two? Was thirteen that to two was the final? Yeah.
1: Good grief. Yeah. It's been
2: a it, after a great start. It has not been the year that Texas thought it was going to be. Well, it's yeah. Still has. It still can be, but man, they, they've hit a rough patch.
1: Yeah, this was a team that was number one in the nation in the preseason, and for the first four weeks of the year, they were number one. Uh, lost two of three at K-State last week, dropped to number 10 this week, and now lost to Air Force last night.
2: Yeah, and I think it kind of started with that Texas Tech series. They oh, lost yeah. the two yeah. close games yeah. on Friday and Saturday. They run-ruled them in the Sunday game, but still lost the series and lost one on a walk-off home run, the other on a walk-off stolen home base. Feel of home, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and. and and at that point, you thought that you know, since then Texas has struggled, and you kind of thought that that may be Texas Tech's kind of launching point. Um, and but they've struggled too. They they're just coming out the weekend, getting swept by TCU.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. the whole conference is just a little bit topsy turvy, isn't it? It
2: is, and it's it's kind of jumbled, uh, except at the top with Oklahoma State.
1: Oklahoma State's on top, and uh, West Virginia right now in second place. Last night, we told you yesterday, uh, every team in the Big 12 played last night. And uh, let's look at some of those scores from last night, as uh, uh, every team in the league was in action playing nine different different non-conference games last night. Mm, here we go. Uh, ooh, Tech lost again. Tech lost at New Mexico, eleven to ten. TCU beat UT Arlington, fifteen to one. ORU beat Oklahoma State, fifteen to nine. So in twelve innings, so they went extra innings. I actually was listening to this game driving home last night, and uh, uh, Rex Holt uh, doing Oklahoma State. They were just going to extra innings. And ORU put it on Oklahoma State 15-9 in 12 innings last night. K-State beat Omaha 11-3. Kansas beat Texas Southern 7-6. That was the Buck O'Neill game played at Legends Field in Kansas City. Pretty cool there. Um, Baylor beat Sam Houston Uh, 9-5. 14-2 was the final. Air Force over Texas last night. And Oklahoma beat Wichita State 9-5. So... Some uh, some uh, kind of surprising results again from last night.
2: Oh, I heard Air Force just scored again.
1: Oh man,
2: <laughs> we can say that because we got the score
1: up up oh, two touchdowns, <laughs> fourteen <laughs> to two. Air Force beat Texas last night. Wow. You know one thing about Texas—they've got really good pitching. They've got a really deep pitching staff, mm-hmm. and you would think that would be just a huge plus for them in these midweek games, right? You know that's where you get an opportunity to really show your depth of your pitching staff.
2: Yeah, and you know everybody can have a bad game, but it's just weird to—I mean, no offense to Air Force, but you know, has their baseball program ever been any good? Exactly. I'll look it up during the break. Yeah, but,
1: I don't know. And everybody, has, I don't everyone
2: can it. have a good night and a bad night, but still, fourteen to two to Air Force is—it uh, was—it was shocking to hear last night. I'll put it that way.
1: Yeah, let's see what their record is. Air Force is 16-9 on the year with that win last night. So, not picking on Texas, sort of picking on Texas, because <laughs> Baylor plays there uh, coming up this weekend. Again, Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 1, and uh, Sunday at 1 for the Bears and the Longhorns. Heading into a week uh, that is really busy with uh, the Michael Johnson Invitational, Baylor track and field's big home meet of the year. It's Friday and Saturday at Clyde Hart Track and Field Stadium. Uh, Baylor uh, women's golf opens play Friday in the Big 12 Championships down in, in Houston, outside Houston, Hockley actually. Uh, and men's uh, or women's tennis opens play Friday, Friday morning at nine in the Big 12 Championships up in Fort Worth. So uh, tournament time, postseason time for golf, men's and women's, and tennis, men's and women's coming up this weekend. Softball. One last night, extra innings took them nine innings, but uh, Baylor beat UT Arlington last night, two to one. Dari Orm uh, nine strikeouts in the game, and that's a good win for Baylor softball, which really needs to needs wins now, you know, to help their uh, NCAA resume. That's a good one to win two to one on the road over UT Arlington.
2: It is. That's a UT UTa team that that. Knocked them around pretty good earlier right. in the season, so it's nice to come back in the second game and get a win.
1: Yeah, that's right. So good win for Glenn Moore and Baylor softball. Glenn was on with us yesterday. Uh, look ahead to the weekend. Baylor softball hosting Texas Tech, a three-game series at Gatterman Stadium, Friday evening at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1. All right, we're off and running on this Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday afternoon. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, Check weather be back on the other side. We're glad you're with us from the Allen Samuels Studios here on ESPN Central Texas. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. At Alliance Bank, you'll find superior service and products to meet your financial needs.
3: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy and windy conditions continue tonight. Low temperatures fall to only 70 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies. A little sunshine from time to time, but it'll be another warm and windy day with a high of 88. And same story right now on Friday with a mix of sun and clouds, windy conditions and a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
4: Baylor, Big 12 Softball, this weekend on 101.3 FM.
1: It's Baylor and Texas Tech this weekend at Gatterman Stadium. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor-Texas Tech Big 12 Softball.
4: Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12
1: Softball every game on 101.3 FM.
0: Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com.
4: Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, Paving and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com.
5: Businesses that don't advertise are like fishermen who randomly drop a hook in the river hoping for a fish to pass by. Eminem Broadcasters is the lure to bring the customers to you. Seven different radio stations, each reaching a unique audience of potential customers. Your customers. Advertise today. Email to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254 772 0930. That's 254 772 0930.
1: T and the MGs. Welcome back. John Morris, Aaron Sexton here on ESPN Central Texas in the Allen Samuels Studios brought to you by Alan Samuels. Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. On the web at allensamuelsdcj.com where they have a huge new car and truck inventory in stock today. The brands that win awards year after year, like the 2022 Wagoneer Series 2 and 3, with 2.9% for 72 months, plus a $3,000 bonus cash. First responders get a $500 extra savings. Shop this incredible vehicle that gives you performance, style, perfect for your family, and the reliability your family deserves. I've been looking at those lately. The uh, 2022 Wagoneer, it's available now at Allen Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. All right, let you hear from uh, Jeff Grimes, Baylor's offensive coordinator, coming up next segment. He met with the media after practice yesterday. Uh, Baylor football uh, practiced yesterday. They'll go again tomorrow, then have the spring green and gold scrimmage on Saturday. It's noon. It is free. It is open to the public. Uh, What else? Free parking there at McLean Stadium. So come and get an early look at the 2022 Baylor Bears the defending Big 12 Conference champions and Sugar Bowl champions. That'll be fun to see on Saturday. Uh, Also, uh, talking football, we uh, mentioned yesterday we recorded a podcast with Coach Aranda. That is now out and available if you'd like to check that out. It's on the Baylor website at baylorbears.com. It's on uh, Spotify. It's on Apple. Wherever you find your podcast, it is available there. So check that out. Our visit with Brooke Bednarz and I, our visit with Coach Dave Aranda talking Baylor football, spring football, the pro day, uh, the uh, boost from last year, all of those things with Coach Aranda available now as a podcast, part of our Sikkim podcast. All right, Aaron, uh, let's hear some more football. Let's talk some more. Let's hear from Jeff Grimes coming up next segment, the offensive coordinator for the Bears. Uh, what a tremendous First season he had here in Baylor with the Baylor offense. Big part of that Baylor success, twelve and two record was the wide zone offense and Jeff Grimes and Jeff Mateos and really everybody. But uh man, what a great first year that was.
2: Yeah, and and just think about this year with four of the five starters returning on the offensive line in the fifth position will more than likely be filled by someone who's had a uh, quite a few career starts. So basically five starters back on the offensive line. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be fun to watch.
1: Which is huge. It's absolutely huge. So you'll hear from Jeff Grimes after a break. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco and new location in Temple. Let them help you and your business succeed. Take a break and be right back. John Morris Show also brought to you by DMRA Fine Jewelers. The at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets in game. It's Game Day Live, the spring game edition. Hi, everybody. This is Tom Barfield. Join
4: Matt Mosley and me this Saturday as the Bears play their spring football game. Our coverage of Baylor football will begin at 11 a.m. with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Barnett Contracting and TFMB your bank for Live. Don't miss Game Day Live, the Spring Game Edition, this Saturday at 11 a.m. on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
0: With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage. Coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 and 9.
1: drive in Waco to apply.
0: Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress free. Call me today I want to meet you 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook and more.
5: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor baseball used a four-run, six-inning to come from behind and beat Sam Houston last night, nine to five. The Bears will be at number ten, Texas, this weekend. Baylor softball beat UTA two to one. The Bears will host Texas Tech this weekend at Gutterman Stadium. UMHB baseball beat number twenty-five, Texas Lutheran, six to five yesterday. Three games in the NBA playoffs tonight: Brooklyn at Boston. Game two, Boston leads that series one to nothing. Philadelphia at Toronto, game three, Philly leads the series two to nothing. And Chicago at Milwaukee, Game 2, Milwaukee leads that series one to nothing. Rangers on a four-game slide, losing to Seattle 6-2, two. game two of that series tonight. 840 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
0: for the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas.
6: Yeah, I think think you do lose a little bit there. Um, Maybe a better way to say it is I think you can gain a lot once you name the starter. It gives you a little bit more clear direction um, as a a coach and as a team. Um, But I think ultimately the competition is a good thing and I think it makes everybody better. So it's worth it. Back to
0: today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears,
1: John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Here's Jeff Grimes, Baylor's offensive coordinator, heading into year two for Coach Grimes here in Waco. All they did in year one was win the Big 12 and uh, have the best season in Baylor football history. 12-2, and Big 12 champs, Sugar Bowl champs, Uh, winning more games than any team has ever won in a single season in Baylor history. What about uh, moving ahead? Here is Jeff Grimes' visit with the media following the spring practice yesterday. I guess
6: how's the tight end room looking? Are they developing at a pretty good rate? Or? We are. Yeah, we're making progress. I think um, that group is similar to a lot of groups on our offense in that you have guys coming back with experience, and so you would you would hope that second year in the system, a year older, after another year in the weight room, um, that that they're Really progressing and and playing at a higher rate than we were at any time last year, and I think that's I think that's the case. And then um, and then the infusion of a couple new guys has helped and brought some more competition. And so yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what what these guys can do this year.
3: You know, a lot of places seems like the tight ends been kind of phased out, but uh, why is it so important to this offense?
6: Um, I think I think I've always just kind of had an affinity for tight ends and what they can do for you. I think it's one of the things that that sets us apart, hopefully. I think it gives you a lot of different types of options in terms of how you can run the ball if you can provide an extra gap that the defense has to defend. Um, I think it gives you some different options in in the throw game and especially when it comes to the play action stuff that that we like to do quite a bit. Um, and then hopefully, if you got the right kind of tight ends, then you can you can look for matchups. You know, and if you get a guy matched up on on a smaller guy, then you would hope to use his his height, his length, his his catch radius, and if you get him matched up on a bigger guy then hopefully you can use his athleticism and speed to be a best match in the passing game um, but I think it just kind of fits what what I've always believed in and how I've always envisioned offenses working and I think it's it's more of an advantage now because not that many people really like to play with more than one of them on the field at a time
4: what's the next step for your older more
6: experienced guys? Yeah, I think, I assume you're saying just on the offense in general, well, not just the tight, tight end. ends in particular. Though, what's their next step? Um, what's so- Ben Sims' next step? Yeah, so I think uh, Ben's next big step would be to be a more dominant blocker. I thought last year he made improvement and was a solid blocker. Um, his his goal this year is to become a, a dominant blocker and continue to evolve as a receiver. He's always had really natural hands, but his ability to create separation and run uh, more definitive routes and um, all the things that he can do in the past game, I think, can be accentuated as well. But to become a more dominant blocker, and he's. Certainly certainly shown that this spring. I would say that's been one of the highlights for us. And then um, Drake, I would say, to become a more consistent receiver. He's been a guy that's been a good blocker for us. And for him, it's becoming um, better at running routes, catching balls. And so the two of them, kind of a yin and yang kind of thing going on with them. But pleased with, with what I'm seeing from both of them thus far.
3: Coach, what have you seen out of your QB battle? And is there one guy
6: who's kind of taken a step? Um, um No, not yet. <laughs> and you could say fortunate or unfortunately when you have when you have two or three good guys uh, competing um, you know on one hand you want them all to, to do well and you want them to continue progressing and showing that that they should be the guy um, on the other hand it just makes our jobs more difficult but I would certainly rather have that than the other I've been in the position a number of years as a coach where we didn't have any quarterbacks on the team that we really felt like could, could win the conference for us and I really feel like those guys are both Gary and Blake are doing a great job. And I got to say, Kyron Jones has really, really improved too. He's been one of the highlights of the spring for me, his improvement and, and maturity. Do you have to manage anything differently because of the transfer portal? Um, I think you have to be aware of it. Certainly. I think if you, if you just pretend like it doesn't exist and then you're going to, you're going to wind up, um, feeling like you're, you're, um, you're behind the eight ball a little bit. And so I think you certainly have to be aware of it. Uh, but that's something that we'll deal with after, after the spring,
3: maybe not specifically to Blake or Gary, but just overall, what's that thing that you want to see maybe differentiate the two in terms of a quarterback running your offense? Um,
6: that's a good question. I think, you know, it would just. Uh, I think both of them lead with with their own personalities, and I think that's something that every quarterback has to do. And so, I guess just to see one of those guys just really be himself and be comfortable being his truest self on the field, and and that and that his personality really shines through the way that he plays, and that that confidence is something that that bleeds over into the rest of our of our unit.
3: Ben talked about how competition is from your perspective when you have that competition and two guys fighting for that spot do you have to almost I guess Hold up the progression you make in the offense because you want a guy solidified in there or are you able to push the offense forward despite the fact that maybe you don't know who's going to be running
6: it? Yeah, I think I think you do lose a little bit there. Um, maybe a better way to say it is I think you can gain a lot once you name the starter. It gives you a little bit more clear direction um, as, a, as a coach and as a team. Um, but I think ultimately the competition is a good thing and I think it makes everybody better, so it's worth it. Is it
3: possible we'll have one NAMED BY THE END OF SPRING?
6: CERTAINLY POSSIBLE.
3: (laughs) Um, YOU LOOK AT, IN TERMS OF PASS CATCHERS, JUST NOT A LOT OF RECEPTIONS BACK FROM LAST SEASON. WHO HAVE YOU SEEN THAT MAYBE IS GOING TO STEP INTO THAT ROLE? AND DO YOU THINK THAT MAYBE THE TIGHT ENDS WILL HAVE TO SERVE A LITTLE BIT MORE OF THE roles?
6: Well, I would like to say that the tight ends will get to serve a larger role rather than they'll have to. Um, sometimes Sean and I kid around about it, Coach Bell, and he says, well, we had to throw to the tight end right there. And I, no, you got to throw to the tight end right there. That's a reward for you doing your job. Um, but I would like to see the tight ends role increase. Um, but ultimately, you know, you got to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. At receiver, we're playing with a lot of guys who haven't played many snaps, and uh, that is a concern. We, we definitely have to have some guys mature and develop in in that room and i would say that that's coming along but uh, probably not anybody that i would name um, above another right now in
3: terms of the running back room can you play Saban Smith with one guy or do you almost have to do it by committee?
6: Over? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think you could, but I'm not sure that that guy is there yet. Much like the, the quarterback competition and the receiver competition at running back, we've had a number of guys really, really begin to show what they can do. And, um, obviously Tay is a guy that, that we're really high on and he's had a good spring. Um, Craig Williams squirrel has had a really good spring and it's really the first time I've seen him, um, be able to show up and and uh, and compete and and show what he can do every day and really been impressed with him as well as as well as the other guys that are still young and and developing so to answer your question more directly I don't know yet could be could be one of those guys and I I like to have a guy that's that's sort of your bell cow and you're going to hand it to him a bunch of times a game and then you have somebody else who's either a guy that will spell him or a change of pace back but I've also done it where you split carries amongst two or three guys.
4: Dave's philosophy of kind of leading from up front. How big is that to have an
6: experienced offensive line back, like you do? All those guys coming back. Yeah, having having an experienced and quality offensive line. I've I've had an experienced offensive line back that wasn't very good before. <laughs> Sometimes that's not as good as it seems. But having experience back and having a group back that now is coming in with confidence, I think I think allows us to do anything that we want to do. You know, when you don't have that, it makes the run game. Hard. It makes it challenging in the pass game. It makes it challenging to figure out who your quarterback is going to be just because the protection is, is so shoddy. So having those guys back gives us an opportunity to develop all areas of our game, and, and hopefully those guys will lead for us. When
3: you have, back to the running back real quick, when you have a guy who had so much success in your offense like Abram, when you have guys who maybe aren't built like him or aren't the same height and weight as him, you? kind of build them into an Abram Smith or how do you or is it okay if they're maybe a little quicker or maybe not as willing to run through a guy or things of that nature.
6: Yeah. No, I don't think you try to make anyone into him. I think you just try to make each guy the best version of himself that he can be. And some guys might be a little smaller, some a little bigger, some a little quicker, some a little um, more elusive. Um, I think our offense is one that can work with different sizes and styles of backs.
3: Coach, you talked last year so much about making simple, sophisticated. Do you feel like now that you're in your second year you can be a little less simple or is that still keep it simple and go
6: for Well, it? I think that I really think that's a big part of our success and I, I think that our ability to say this is who we are and understand our identity and, and um, it, it's kind of like when you, as a person when you really know who you are, it gives you confidence to um, to do whatever it is that you choose to do in life and I think the same is true of of an offensive unit. If we understand who we are, then it gives us strength going into games and we know what we're going to rely on. We know where we're going to lean. I think what it does is it gives us a little bit more uh, versatility in that we might do those things a few more ways rather than adding a bunch of different plays. So um, you'll see some things that'll be a little bit different, but if we're adding things, it's because we've chosen to do that instead of something else.
1: That is Jeff Grimes, the highly successful offensive coordinator for the Baylor Bears, and good to hear him. A variety of topics there. The quarterback, of course, got asked. uh, The running backs, the tight ends, receivers change in the offense, uh, sophisticated yet simple, and the offensive line, which is a real position of strength, again, for this team, and uh, really needs to be in the uh, wide zone offense. Great to hear from Jeff Grimes, Baylor's offensive coordinator. Remember, the spring game comes up on Saturday. It is noon at McLean Stadium. It is free, it is open to the public. Come out and get a look at uh, a preview look at the 2022 Baylor football team. All right, take a break. Back with more in just a moment. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, and the Allen Samuel Studios. We are brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Remember their new location. On Loop 340 South, next to Busby Feed, check out the construction progress every time you drive by. Get ready for a big move soon. Remember, they have been serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel & Pipe has had the same ownership, the same family-operated business covering four generations. That is Pioneer Steel & Pipe right now with locations in Bryan, and in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane, and always available on the web at pioneerboys.com. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, April 28th, live from Rudy's, and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and baseball coach Steve Rodriguez.
4: Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on The Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
1: new year brings a renewed sense of resolve to live life better, which means it's a great time to talk about the state of your personal wealth.
5: I'm Joe Kaleo. If you'd like to start the year with a more robust wealth strategy, we'll help you find new opportunities to meet your goals.
6: Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
5: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor Baseball used a four run six inning to come from behind and beat Sam Houston last night, 9 5. The Bears will be at number 10 Texas this weekend. Baylor Softball beat UTA 2 1. The Bears will host Texas Tech this weekend at Gutterman Stadium. UMHB Baseball beat number 25 Texas Lutheran 6 5 yesterday. Three games in the NBA playoffs tonight. Brooklyn at Boston, game two. Boston leads that series one to nothing. Philadelphia at Toronto, game three. Philly leads the series two to nothing. And Chicago at Milwaukee, game two. Milwaukee leads that series one to nothing. Rangers on a four-game slide, losing to Seattle, six to two. Game two of that series tonight, 840 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes,
0: only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Back with this final segment, what do you think? Right, spooky's the name.
2: I can, I can even sing the song, and I can't. But I can't think of who uh, sings it.
1: Now I'm trying to remember. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, look it up. Let me know. Report back. We're brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Uh, what's Up Wednesday email went out earlier today. That's a great email that uh, really uh, does tell you what's up at the Baylor Club, what's coming up, great events. The April calendar is on there. Remember, this Saturday is the Baylor Club Spring Open House. No, I'm sorry. Keep doing that. They've got a football. In the graphic there, so I think it's the spring game, but it's the Baylor Club Spring Open House, and it is tomorrow. It is April 21st, 4.30 to 6.30. Love to host your guests. Interested in membership? Come learn more about the Baylor Club and all that we have to offer. Hosting tours starting at 5.30 tomorrow. Again, that is 4.30 to 6.30 tomorrow for the Baylor Club Spring Open House. Check that out if you have someone that you think uh, might be interested and maybe needs a a nudge, maybe needs to know a little bit about the Baylor Club like you do, uh, that's a great opportunity. Go by and uh, get the tour, the official tour of the Baylor Club. Then on Saturday, it's the spring game, this Saturday, the 23rd. Come experience the game day favorites as they cheer on the Bears. Doors open at 10.30 Saturday morning. Baylor athletic presentation will begin at 11.30. Some very special guests is what they're promoting. Nothing more than that, but a nice teas for the Baylor Club on Saturday, part of the Spring Green and Gold scrimmage, uh, wrapping spring drills for Baylor football. Membership appreciation social hour comes up next Wednesday, April twenty seventh. Ooh, this is good, Aaron. You'd like this. This is the seafood Low Country boil. Calling all seafood lovers, uh, join us for a Low Country Seafood Boil Party on the patio. Chef Lee is cooking up the best seafood in town. Uh, Come and enjoy the freshest seafood around. Live music from local favorite Nate Rodriguez. That is Thursday, April 28th for the Seafood Low Country Boil at the Baylor Club. Plenty more all available on the web at TheBaylorClub.com. TheBaylorClub.com always give them a call to ask any questions, to make reservations, to reserve a private space, 254-710-8080 for the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. What'd you find out? Did you find it?
2: A uh, group called Classics Four.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Now nah, it's it, going
2: back. Yeah. And then going way back. Atlanta Rhythm section also did a version of it. I think that's, that's the the one, one it was, that was a of. big hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I you're right. So but I think th- it was originally an instrumental song uh, done by uh, saxophonist Mike Sharp. Huh. But, yeah, I think the one we're thinking of and the one we just played is the Atlanta, Atlanta rhythm, rhythm section.
1: Yes. Exactly. That's what that one was, but I've heard the one by the Classics 4, and uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's going back probably, I don't know, 50s or 60s, going back that far. I think so. I think yeah. it's six, uh, 60s. All right, very good. There you go. With uh, <laughs> spooky from the Atlanta Rhythm section. Uh, let's look at some birthdays today, uh, and a good list of birthdays today. It's Jim Baker's birthday. Happy birthday to Jim. Good friend, retired state farm agent, and, uh, appreciate Jim. Happy birthday to him. Uh, it's LeBaron Carruthers birthday today. A lot of, you know, LeBaron here in, uh, in the area. Uh, I say here, I'm not sure if he's still in the Waco area or not. Sorry. I don't know that, but, uh, happy birthday to LeBaron Carruthers. Also, birthdays today: Connor Martin, former Baylor uh, kicker. Happy birthday to him. Uh, John Collier's birthday is today. Clint Kelly's birthday, part of the uh, Kelly uh, um, Kelly family, obviously here in Waco. Happy birthday to Clint. And who else do we have? Uh, CJ Chris Johnson from Baylor's Hand Camera School of Business. Happy birthday to her. Oh, it's Lindsey Cargill McLean's birthday today. I saw Stevie McClain, uh over lunch at the Heart of the Order meeting. Didn't know it was Lindsey's birthday today, but happy birthday to her, former Baylor softball player, uh, and uh, new uh, young uh, uh, boy on the way. Very young boy, like uh, not born yet. Very young. Coming soon. Uh, their second child, uh, and, and it's going to be another boy. So congratulations to Steve and Lindsey. Uh, Jeff Chikoyan with Baylor Track and Field. It is his birthday today. Man, Randy Sage, Randy's birthday today. Happy birthday to uh, Randy here in Waco. Mm, who else? CT Steckles, Baylor guy, works for Fox Sports. Happy birthday to him. And I think that's it. So uh, pretty good, pretty good birthday list today. But Aaron, who would you add to the list?
2: We have a few today. Actor George Takei, known best for his role as Sulu on the original Star Trek series, turns 85 today. Actress Jessica Lange, a two-time Academy Award winner for her roles in Tootsie and Blue Sky, turns 73. Actor Crispin Glover, who played George McFly in the first Back to the Future movie and has starred in numerous uh, other films since then, he turns 58. Actor, Actor Andy Serkis. Who uh, is best known for his CGI roles as Snoke from the latest Star Wars trilogy, and probably most known for playing Gollum in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, turns 58. Shamar Moore, who uh, was—I uh, don't know—would he be more famous as a uh, soap opera actor yeah, or maybe. for his role in Criminal Minds?
1: Yeah, I think it'd be pretty close. Yeah, maybe so. He's a good—he did that for a few years, didn't he, with soap operas?
2: Yes. I mean, he that, that's how he started, I think, right. for probably over a decade. And then yeah. he got the role in Criminal Minds. He was great uh, on that. And then he, uh, after it finished, uh, or maybe even the season before the final season, he started another CBS show. That SWAT. Oh, okay. Is it SWAT? SWAT. It's yeah. still on, yeah. yeah. So uh, Shamar Moore, star of SWAT, turns 52 today. And uh, a blast from the past... As Joey Lawrence, the star of Blossom, turns 46. Ah, that really? It surprises me that he's younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Because I was a kid when that show came out, but so was he. He was too. Yeah, <laughs> so it shouldn't surprise me, but that's today's birthdays.
1: Fantastic. Good list there. Happy birthday to all those folks. If we missed you, I do apologize. How about one congratulations to uh, Nolan Rodriguez, the uh, son of Coach Rod, Steve Rodriguez, and Kimberly Rodriguez. Nolan is engaged. That happened on Sunday, on Easter Sunday. So we played that up on the uh, baseball television broadcast the last couple of nights. Even got some pictures from them of the proposal and then the families. Married to uh, Abby, uh, or or engaged now to Abby. Freeman is uh, is a Baylor student or Baylor grad, um, uh, marketing major. And uh, that is his fiance. So congratulations to Nolan Rodriguez from Baylor Baseball. Coach Rod and Mrs. Coach Rod's uh, son, Nolan. Julia's their daughter. She got married recently, not that long ago, to Matthew Perrine, former Baylor golfer. So just uh, marrying off all the kids there for the Rodriguez. Great family. Absolutely great family. All right. We appreciate you being with us today. We are brought to you in part also by Kaleo Wealth Management. Employment employing a comprehensive yet focused approach to your financial situation. Kaleo Wealth Management provides customized investment strategies designed to help you pursue your needs and goals. That is Kaleo Wealth Management. Aaron, Matt Mosley coming up top of the hour. What do you guys have planned between four and six today? Whoop, three McCurv. He's gonna look. Well, got the yeah, list. no.
2: Uh, we actually just had something added. We will talk with uh, former West Virginia forward Jalen Bridges uh, about his decision to transfer. He had entered the transfer portal and has decided to transfer to play basketball at Baylor. We will talk with him at four forty, and we will also uh, uh, talk with Gurleen Carr from Baylor uh, Women's Golf, who was named to the uh, uh, team USA squad for the 2022 Arnold Palmer G- wow, Golf Classic, nice. which is yeah. basically uh college Ryder Cup. Yeah. We yeah. talked to, uh, 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 his name is slipping my mind. Johnny from, Kiefer. Johnny Kiefer from the men's team yesterday, who also uh, had that honor. And uh, we will talk with her today. She is the first from the women's program to ever be named to that. So yeah. pretty exciting. And uh, we will also uh, talk about uh, other uh, Transfer Portal news and Campus Confidential.
1: Very good. Transfer portal never never lets you down, does it? It, it there's keeps, always it, some issues there. Keeps you busy with, between
2: transfer portal on in football and men's and women's basketball and uh, and right now this is the season for players declaring for the NBA draft. Uh, uh, spoiler alert: Paulo Banquero, which is, shocks no one. Yeah, uh, declared today for the NBA draft, but that is a big story because Leaving he's Duke. probably yeah he's more than likely going to be a top three pick and could be the number one pick mm. overall, depending on uh, who gets the pick and what they decide to do with it. I know uh, a lot of people uh, have been projecting for most of the year. That'll be Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, but uh, it could be, uh, it could be Bank excuse me, Banquero, um, uh What, what was, uh, Jabari yep, Jabari, Smith, Jabari from Smith from Auburn has been mentioned as possibly being the top overall pick and obviously Holmgren, so we'll see. It's going to make for an interesting draft night, but yep. um, Pablo Bencaro from Duke uh, opting for the draft. They're going to lose everybody, but they've got six five-star prospects coming in oh next gosh. year to replace everyone Is they'll lose. Right? Yeah, because they're expecting to lose pretty much their whole starting lineup to the NBA draft. and. And they will if if uh, ESPN's, ESPN's projections are right. And they're usually pretty close. They had uh, five players from Duke projected to be drafted in the two-round draft. Victory. Unreal, the talent.
1: That is wild. Uh, and did I see that uh, Oscar Shebway, formerly of West Virginia and uh, Kentucky, the really the consensus player of the year this year, he's coming back.
2: Is yeah, that right. that was surprising. Uh, but then I was looking at the mocks and maybe he thinks that because he's not, you would think, you know, with the the National Player of the Year and just a, a, a rebounding machine, mm-hmm. um, that he would be projected as a high draft pick. He is not. He was projected for late in the first round. And I wow. think he thinks maybe another year of getting some, you know, maybe polish on his offensive game, too, to go along with the defense and the rebounding and the rim protection, uh, that he can be a lottery pick next year. But I was surprised, too, when I saw that he's yeah. coming back.
1: Coach Cowell may have been surprised. I don't know if he knows how to handle a guy saying he's coming back. Well, and he, is the, of leaving.
2: he is the first uh, Wooden Award winner to come back since Tyler Hansborough in 2008.
1: Wow. 2008. How about that? Wow. All right, there you go. More coming up. Matt Mosley show is straight ahead. Hope you enjoyed hearing from Jeff Grimes, Baylor's offensive coordinator here in the 3 p.m. hour. Next uh, uh, is the Matt Mosley show from 4 to 6. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow at 3 Also, remember game time, weekday mornings, 7 to 9 a.m. with Tom, Ward, and Garrett. It's game time to get your day started each and every weekday right here on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'll see you tomorrow. And uh, no, I won't see you. We will actually be live at the Baylor Club tomorrow afternoon. So come visit there. Come see us uh, between 3 and 6 tomorrow at the Baylor Club. All right, uh, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas. Certainly possible.
4: Baylor Big 12 Softball This Weekend on 101.3 FM.
1: It's Baylor and Texas Tech this weekend at Gatterman Stadium. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor-Texas Tech Big 12 Softball. Join
4: Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 Softball every game on 101.3 FM.